I don't really care. I'm only going to say this once. My hands are just hot. My hands are take over. This is going to be fun. You're killing your father, Larry. The people know it. I see what all this is about. I'm a man. I made it happen. They all liked Paul until he started making moves. All right, what's up? What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Paul Show. My name is P-A-U-L, Paul. It has been a while since I've done that, and uh, it feels it feels pretty damn good to do that again. So um, this is uh, this is going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to this episode, and I'm looking forward to um, just getting back into doing this podcast again because, you know, I, I, started, I started it... Um, Right around this time last year, uh, I think in March of last year, right when the pandemic happened, I was like, you know what, we'll do a podcast. I'd always wanted to do one, and, and it just felt like the time was right. And, um, you know, it was, and, and I enjoyed doing it, and I enjoyed kind of exploring that level of creativity um, to do a podcast and, and to to talk about stuff. And, um, you know, it just, it, 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 it it was very good to start it and you know get some reps and get some practice, um, but I I kind of did it out of order um, if that makes sense. I kind of did it without any um, pre work to to get there. So um, you know I. I, I hadn't put it as much into social media as I, as I should have. Um, I hadn't done a lot of stuff that was kind of necessary to even get a, a podcast to be remotely viable. So I just kind of, you know, uh, over the last little while have been on Instagram and kind of doing some more stuff on the social media side. So now it's like, okay, now I want to get to the podcast because I really like doing this stuff. And, and now I have somewhere to put it. And, um, that's really exciting. And so basically, um, one thing that that was kind of frustrating about doing it at first was I, I almost put too much pressure on myself to, um, to come up with the perfect episode or to come up with, um, you know, the, what am I going to talk about? Well, I got to have everything planned to the T of what I'm going to talk about and what I'm going to uh, riff on. And, and it's like, for me, that doesn't work because, you know, I, it, it feels too much like I'm reading a book report or like I'm doing something like that where it's not genuine. And so for me, I've just kind of had to over the last couple months and, and just over getting some practice, like I think my last couple episodes were like an hour to an hour and a half of, um, of podcasting and, and, you know, doing that was, was great practice to, um, to just kind of let go and just kind of allow myself to be, uh, here for, here for this and allow myself to just be present and, and, you know, deliver what, uh, I'm thinking about at the time and, and not put so much pressure on myself to, uh, you know, to, to create something amazing with, you know, with planning and, and, you know, and, and titling every episode beforehand and then, you know, doing all that stuff. And because it, here's the thing too, is, is when you get into this and you start doing it, um, you can Google, you can Google for a lot of stuff. Uh, the problem with that is a lot of people on Google have a lot of bad advice and 
a lot of people will tell you what worked for them and then they will say, here's what worked for me now. Here, You should do the same thing. And for me, that doesn't really work just because like, I feel like whatever works for somebody else in this space may not work for me. And what works for me may not work for somebody else. So, um, you know, it, it's been, it's been a pretty cool process to just experiment with that. And, um, and it, you know, just experiment and try to find the right recipe for myself. And I think the right recipe for myself is um, I'm going to get on here and I'm going to do an episode every week. I'm not going to plan it too much, uh, but I'm going to require it of myself uh, to sit down and do a podcast at least once a week. I'm shooting for twice a week. So uh, two times a week podcast. My idea is to have one solo and one um, with somebody else and just kind of get used to doing that and, and, and really get used to putting content content out every, every, um, every week, because that's the way that it works. And that's the way that, um, I can kind of build what I'm trying to build here. So, um, that is kind of the plan as of right now is just to become way more consistent with this. And I'm putting some systems in place on my end, um, to make myself way more consistent with it. And, um, and also just kind of taking the pressure off myself to not, you know, you know, every podcast episode doesn't have to compete with Joe Rogan. You know, every, uh, every time you step up to the mic, you're not competing with anybody. You're just trying to get better. And I think taking that kind of pressure off myself and not that I was like thinking to myself, uh, competing with Joe Rogan, but like, I was just thinking, you know, I, I want to be, I want to get good at this. And so I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to be good at it. If that makes sense. I wasn't allowing myself that process to get good. I was just kind of, um, requiring it of myself to be good already. And I think that that is a, that is a, um, not a very fun position to be in because if you are requiring it of yourself on day one to be as good as you will be on day a thousand, you know, there's no room for growth there and, and demanding perfection right off the bat is never, um, is never a good strategy. I don't think so. Um, that is kind of where I am at with the podcast thing. And I, uh, first of all, I love doing this. I love like right now I'm, I'm having a ball right now because I'm just kind of getting on the mic and talking and, um, you know, having fun. So, um, yeah, so kind of the one thing I did want to do though, is I did want to kind of give myself a rough format to, to fall back on, um, if things go to shit and if I just can't think of anything that I want to talk about or, you know what I mean? So, um, one thing I'm going to, I'm going to do regularly on here is I'm going to, um, talk about fights and, you know, I love UFC. Uh, I got into it about five years ago and it's just, I, I, I've been obsessed with it and I've been, you know, interested in, and I, and I'm very plugged into that world. I don't know shit about any other sports. So, uh, don't ask me about basketball. Don't ask me about baseball. I won't know any of that stuff, but you know, I I can tell you way more than I probably should be able to tell you on, um, on UFC and, and combat sports. So I'm going to talk about that. Um, you know, I'm going to talk about fitness. You know, I, I have my fitness in Instagram account, which, you know, in, in the next week or so is going to start, is going to become something else. Uh, it's not going to just be fitness. Um, you know, it, it was good. I, here, here's the thing about that. And this is kind of, 
um, more of a more of a critique on social media as a whole. And and social media really is a, a double edged sword because you know I I had an Instagram that I was using for a long time, right? And this was kind of the one that I would use through, through high school and college, and um, it, it was kind of just my you know. It, it was going to the people who I went to high school and college with, right? So it was going to people who I knew and um, and that was great. But one thing that that does, and, and, and I felt it for sure, is, is it, it, I think sometimes you can start to feel the pressure of, you know, I got to put the right thing out or I got to, um, oh, excuse me, uh, I got to uh, show the highlights, and I got to, you know, show that I'm doing really well. And so that all these people will think that I'm doing really well. And, um, you know, it just is like, after a while, that gets exhausting. And, you know, I, I never felt like that was an outlet for me to really get out what I wanted to get out. And so in September of last year, I, um, I started a, a fitness Instagram and I kind of, not to say that I kind of knew this would happen, but I, I, once I got going in it and once I did it for, I, I would say it probably took a week of, of posting on, on that Instagram and, and I was just posting fitness content, but regularly posting. Um, it took about a week for that to really, um, for me to be like, Oh, I, I like this and, and I can keep doing this. And part of it was, I just had to get away from my Instagram where I felt like everybody who I knew was watching me and, you know, and, and, and would see this stuff and was, would judge this stuff and all that. So I just had to get completely out of that and start from the ground up and, and just build, um, you know, use social media with intention. And that's what I've been trying to do for the last six months or so is, is post with intention, uh, post, you know, post just, document the process of what I do and, and try to explain what I do and explain, uh, the fitness side of what I do. And, and it's been a lot of fun. And, and also it's been fun to kind of document the process of, um, I, uh, you know, I started it in September. I was probably six months into a bulk at that point. So I was, I wasn't like in great shape, uh, but I was getting, I was getting stronger and I was getting bigger. And, um, so you can kind of see the back half of that. You can see me get a little bit stronger and a little bit bigger. And, um, and then, you know, once January started, then the cut started. So now it's been a cool process to see like post on there and just kind of see the way down, um, as I've been cutting. And so, um, that's been a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I, it was at a Paul World Fitness. Uh, it still is as of this moment right now. But I think what I'm going to do is is I'm going to drop the fitness off of that and just go with a Paul World because I like that. I I came up with that in quarantine last year, so um, it, it just was. I thought of it and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, and and I think it's catchy, and um, you know, I I think if if I can use that name. And, and that was, I, I changed my personal Instagram to that for a while. And, but it was just kind of a sitting duck. And that's kind of how I still feel about it is like the, the Instagram that all the people I went to college with and all that stuff, that one is just kind of a sitting duck and I don't even give a shit about it. But, uh, the one that I'm really into and the one that I'm really passionate about growing and, and I have seen really good growth in it is, um, is the fitness one. And so I just want to double down on that. And for me, doubling down on that means, um, kind of not, um, it means just giving myself the, um, 
it, it, taking the limits off myself, I guess, is, is the best way to put it. Because, you know, with a, when you have fitness in the name and in the handle of your profile, it kind of limits you to what you can post, right? Because, I mean, and not really, but... In my mind, it does. It limits me to be like, oh, this is a fitness account, so I have to post about fitness. And fitness is a big part of my life, and so when I make the switch over, it's still going to be a big part of what I post about, and it's still going to be um, part of it. But it, this will just allow me to post other stuff and other stuff that will just allow me to... The way I'm looking at it is is the change from a Paul World Fitness to just a Paul World will help me grow it to the point where um, where I want to get to. So, um, you know, it's exciting. It's exciting because I think now um, I have got some infrastructure in place for um, really doing this the way I wanted to do it in the first place. I just didn't know how to do it in the first place. And it's taken a lot of thought. It's taken a lot of strategize, strategery, um, strategizing and, um, all of that kind of stuff to really kind of get a grasp on what I want to do with it. And, um, you know, the, the one thing that I've kind of had to deal with over the past years is really just detaching myself completely from, um, from the worry that from, from the idea that I guess I'm, I'm trying to think like how, how best to say this. Like I've had to just detach myself completely from the idea of what other people think of me. Um, because you know, when you post on Instagram and, and I post a lot on Instagram, right? Like once a day, I try to do one post a day at least. So, you know, doing that, I think, you know, it just forces you to kind of confront whatever whatever mental things you have of like oh what people are thinking of me or whatever and it's really just made me kind of double down on on who I am and 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 you know I I say this to myself like all the time like you know who you know who you are so it doesn't really matter what all these other people think as long as you know who you are and um I've had to say that to myself over the last year or so just because you know just because like it, it's it's a struggle like when you first start when you start a venture and you get almost no traction right away, um, it, it's pretty disheartening. Um, it's, but, but like, I just knew I didn't have the right recipe. So it wasn't like, oh, I can't do this. Um, I, I started and I would get like five downloads an episode or something like that. Like something, I was getting no listens pretty much. And I never thought to myself, oh, I can't do this. It was just like, I haven't figured this out quite yet. You know, like I know kind of how I want to do this. And I know kind of what, what I would bring to the table in this position, but I just hadn't proved, I hadn't figured out the right recipe to really, um, get the, get the wheels behind it and kind of push forward with it. So, um, and, and I, and I just felt like I didn't have a place for it. Like, am, am I gonna, am I gonna put the podcast out to all the people I went to college with? Cause they give a shit what I'm doing. No, no, I, I'm fully aware that most people, um, who are, who, who are, um, kind of on that, like who follow that account, don't give a damn what I'm doing. So I'm not going to bother. Like, it almost is like, I don't want to just inundate you with nonsense that you don't want. So if you want to come see what I'm doing and you want to come kind of consume my content and listen to what I have to say, you know, there's a place for that. And the place for that is on my other Instagram. I'm calling it my intentional Instagram. Like I'm just being more intentional about, uh, posting and growing it. And, um, you know, one other thing that I've learned just through social media is, is, um, uh, 
you know, it, I think I think a lot of people get hung up on amount of followers and and you know, it, it can be like you start chasing the amount of followers, the number you start chasing. Oh, I want more. I want more. I want more. Um, I've, I've really tried to stay away from that kind of thinking, uh, try to stay away from, you know, I need to get more followers. I need to get more followers. I need to get more followers. Uh, because you know, that leads to some pretty bad places. I think like you end up buying followers and you, and then you have an inflated number. Um, like I've always wanted everything I do to stand on its own two feet. So like, um, the Instagram, I, I didn't even tell anybody. I didn't even post it on my original one that I made the fitness one because I just wanted it to be its own thing. And I wanted it to, uh, really stand on its own two feet, like I said. So, um, so yeah, I mean, and I, you can tell just as I talk about this, I am a massive nerd for this shit. So it's not like I'm, I, I'm just kind of stream of consciousness talking here, but, um, but yeah, one thing I've learned is that you can really only focus on what you can control. So like in my, in the Instagram side of things, I, I, I've started kind of rethinking how I think about it. Like, like in, instead of thinking about number of followers, I try to think about and put goals up in terms of number of posts, because I know that if I'm number of posts, uh, creep up there and, and if I can, and if I can just keep posting and keep with it, um, the, the number of followers will, will naturally, if, if I'm doing what I need to do on that side in making the, the quality of, of content that I'm making and, and, you know, making everything good that I'm doing, um, I think that the, the, the follower side of things will just kind of happen and, and it'll, it'll sort itself out. But the, the part that I can control is, is what am I doing? So what am I posting? What am I, um, whatever. So, you know, um, the, and, and I guess the podcast is the same way. I'm, I'm now shooting for number of episodes. I want, I want to have so many episodes and I don't want to, you know, I, I, I'm no longer focused on, um, how many downloads, you know, I, I don't really care about that, uh, because I'm just trying to focus on what I can control, which is, um, which is how many of these I do and what I put out. So I'm hoping that, that, the rest of that will just kind of take care of itself, but that's where I'm at. Um, it's been a it's been a fun year, man. It's been a, a lot of fun. Like, um, it, it's been a challenging year at times because, um, you know, like I said, anytime you start a new thing and and it, you know, you don't get as much traction as you would like, or or, um, it, oh. You know, when you when you enter into that space and and you know what what you're met with and what you kind of have to deal with um, right up front is that nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. Like um, you and and I think the people who do this and are successful at it know that, and they know that in order for them to get where they need to get to, um, they're gonna have to make people give a shit. So, um, that's kind of where I'm at is I'm like, as I'm like, nobody cares. So I'm just going to do what I need to do. I'm going to put out the amount of content that I want to put out. And if, I mean, we'll see what happens cause I know I'm putting the work in. So, um, it just is, yeah, we'll see what happens, but let's get into some other stuff. Um, so that I can stop being a nerd about social media and about all of that. Um, so let's talk some, let's talk fights a little bit here. Uh, 
I'm going to start with UFC 257, which was in January, uh, just because I didn't, I didn't do a podcast about this and I wanted to. And, um, so I'm just going to talk about it now. You know, Dustin Poirier beat McGregor, right? That was awesome for him. Hold on. Let me get some water. I got my gallon jug of water here. So, um, pardon me while I quench. Um, so Poirier beat McGregor and, um, good for, good for Dustin Poirier, number one, right? Because he, that dude, if you look at his record, um, uh, that dude has just grinded this shit out ever since he lost to McGregor. So he, and a lot of people forget that when he, when he fought Connor the first time, he had only lost to Danny Castillo in the WC, Chan Sung Jung and Cub Swanson. So he lost to like some really good guys. Um, and then he was on a three-fight win streak. Eric Koch, Diego Brandao, Akira Khorasani, um, and then he fought Connor. And so when he fought Connor, obviously he lost the first one. Uh, but then if you look at his run after that, um, that's where shit gets really impressive. Carlos Diego Ferreira, who just beat Anthony Pettis last year. Um, so he's really good. And, and like all of these wins get better with time, right? So um, Carlos Diego Ferreira, um, Yancy Medeiros, Joseph Duffy, Bobby Green. And and that's April of 2015, June of 2015, January 2016, June of 2016, September of 2016. Um, and then... February 2017, May 2017, November 2017, April 2018, July 2018, April 2019, September 2019, June 2020, January 2021. So he's been pretty damn active um, since that Conor fight. He's had he after that fight he was 16 and four. Now he's 27 and six. So you know <laughs> he's made some serious strides and. Um, and I remember when he fought, when he fought Jim Miller, um, in February, 2017, I watched that fight live and I watched, uh, um, he, I, I remember thinking at that time, I remember thinking, damn, he looks sharp. Like he, his, his boxing looks very, very sharp. Um, and then obviously he had the fight with Eddie Alvarez, uh, when he beat Pettis, I was very impressed. I was very impressed when he beat Pettis. And then when he beat Gaethje, I think, I think a lot of people forget this because Justin Gaethje is, it has a lot of respect now. Um, and, and, and is looked at as one of the elite fighters in the world, which he is. Um, at the time though, he was still kind of an unknown in 2018. He was still kind of an unknown. He was, um, he was, he had come over from world series um, and he had fought Michael Johnson, and that was a back-and-forth war, which I think Michael Johnson has never been the same since that, right? Um, so, yeah, fought Michael Johnson, then lost to Eddie Alvarez, then uh, lost to Dustin Poirier. So I think at that time, people were like, oh, people didn't give Poirier the respect that he deserved for beating, uh, for beating Gaethje because they didn't give Gaethje enough respect at that time. Um, cause everything's interesting in retrospect, right? Because you can look back and you can go, Oh, like 
as somebody like me who's very plugged into all this stuff, like I remember how I was, like I remember my first reactions when I saw that, or, or you know, I what I really remember is when he beat Eddie Alvarez in July of 2018. Um, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings on the south side of Des Moines, and uh, with my girlfriend at the time, and we were watching that fight, and and I just remember thinking. Dustin Poirier is very, very good. He just beat Eddie Alvarez, who was a champion of the world. Um, and then when he beat Max Holloway by decision, that was I was very impressed by that too. Um, you know, so he's just kind of earned it. Like Dustin Poirier has just kind of earned it, and he just grinded it out. And and I think Connor recognized that at the end. He said, "Listen, I'm just not active enough. I'm not active enough, and I and I haven't." Um, and 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 Poirier had a very good game plan with those leg kicks, with those with those calf kicks. I mean, those are those. My God, I mean, I've never been kicked in the calves um, like that. But I I would imagine I've had calf cramps. My calves get really crampy when I when I run and stuff. So I know how like how it feels. Like I don't I don't know how it feels to get kicked, but I know how it feels to have like a cramp in your calf. And whenever you have that kind of like just that knot in your calf, um, it makes everything hard. Like, like it hurts to just walk, um, because you, you know, that muscle is just tight. And so like, I would imagine that getting kicked in the calf is, is about the same thing, right? Because you're not, and, and they explained it after the fight of like that swelling can't go anywhere. So you're kind of just disabled and you only have one leg to really work with. So, um, yeah, I mean, here's what frustrated me about about that fight and about especially everything around that fight, right? Because um, everything around that fight was, it was the Connor show. It was the Connor show, and it was um, he was kind of coming back, and he was this elder statesman, and he was he was big brother and Dustin all week, and uh, he was just kind of. It, looking back now, I can I can look back and see the parallels to the the first Diaz fight that he lost because he kind of came into both of them very assured that he was going to win. Um, he didn't probably give as much respect to his opponent as he should have. I think he he assumed both would be easy wins. Um, and Dustin Poirier and Nate Diaz are both not easy wins for anybody. So, um, so yeah, I just think he probably didn't give Dustin enough respect uh, leading up to it and probably didn't study his game and stuff and 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 who knows i mean it just is the game changes so fast and 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 when connor's fought like the inactivity really does hurt you and and i think that he knows that and so i i'm very interested to see where he goes from here but my frustration was afterwards you know we got on espn and espn was like well you know connor everything everything was about connor even even afterwards, it wasn't about Poirier. It wasn't about Dustin Poirier. It was about what did Connor do to fuck this up? What did he do to mess this whole thing up? How did he lose? And nobody ever looked at why did Dustin win? You know what I mean? Because he's really good. That's the answer. He's really, really good. Um, it's not because Connor's washed up. It's not because um, it's not because you know he. I, I, I don't know. It's not because he gassed. I, I saw a lot of people saying that, that he gassed out. It's not because of any of that. It's because Dustin Poirier is really, really good. And um, when, you, when you're dealing with two elite, elite, elite level fighters like that, 
anything can happen. And um, it just is, it just goes to show you that, that truly anything can happen. And, um, you know, I, I think that probably, uh, probably in a third fight, I think Connor does better than he did in the second one. Um, at this point, you still got to give that edge to, to Dustin Poirier, I think. I think he, um, it's going to be tough for Connor to beat him. I, I think it's possible, it's just going to be tough. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at on that. Uh, then UFC 258, which was uh, this month. It was last weekend. Um, I did watch that, and it was Usman and Burns. Good fight. I, I wasn't really shocked by anything there. One thing I was shocked, or not shocked about, but uh, happy to see was uh, Kelvin Gastelum got back in the win column, which is very, very good. Uh, I, I like watching Kelvin fight. I remember when he fought when he fought Johnny Hendricks at UFC 200, um, I was thoroughly impressed with what he was bringing to the table because he was, um, I, I think everybody, I mean, Johnny Hendricks was um, at the tail end of things, obviously, um, and it, and it, you know, in hindsight, you can see that, but he was still only a year and a half out from being the champ, right? So he was still at the top level and, and was not very competitive, but he was still at the top level. So, uh, you know, he, Calvin Gaston just went in there and put it on him. He just went in there and uh, he was light on his feet. He was he was bouncing around. He was he was basically just piecing Johnny Hendricks up on the feet, and um, that was very very cool and and very a neat thing to see. So um, I've been a very big fan of Calvin Gaslam, so I'm very glad that he got back in the win column um, at at UFC 258. And then last night, um, just because I, w- I want to mention this, last night Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, my balls was hot. He uh, he won. He knocked out Curtis Blades with a with a big old uppercut and so um yeah he good for Derek lewis i mean i think everybody thought curtis blades was going to go in there and wrestle him to death but Derek lewis caught him and and when you're when you're 200 and whatever pounds that tends to happen a little bit so um yeah good fight though i need more water I've had coffee all morning, so my mouth is like kind of dry. And then just sitting here talking, it's like, whoa, my mouth is, uh, the coffee's getting to me a little bit. But, um, so yeah, for, for from the fight's perspective, I'm uh, really looking forward to this upcoming fight with uh, Adesanya and uh, Blahovich. Jan Blahovich. I think that'll be a really good fight. I, I give Adesanya the, the nod in that one. Um, I think, I think where, where you're going to see a really good fight and probably you're going to be surprised with the outcome is the Bantamweight title with, uh, Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling. I think Aljamain Sterling is going to get it done. Um, he's just looked really, really good. Um, I've always thought he's really slick. He's a very slick submission guy. And, um, I've just always thought that he's really, really good. So, um, I, I'm taking Aljamain Sterling in that one, I think, but you know, who knows? Uh, like I said before, anything can happen. So um, that's kind of it for fighting on that on this one. Now I kind of wanted to get into some fitness stuff. So um, yesterday was my cheat day. And um, 
Oh, one thing that uh, one thing I've been doing is is you know is I've been trying to be intentional and really enjoy it when I when I have a a cheat. Ooh, my bad. Uh, when I have a cheat meal or cheat day or whatever, and and I try not to do a whole day, but um, it sometimes can can go from from you know one thing to another. And I allow myself Saturdays just to kind of be free and not worry too much about what I'm eating and, and, and try to get more carbs and more calories in me to just kind of fill out my, you know, cause I'm cutting right now. So calories are low all week. Carbs are pretty low all week. So my, my muscles by, by the time Friday, Friday or Saturday comes around, my muscles are pretty, um, depleted of carbs and I look pretty flat. So, um, a cheat day for me is more of just a refeed day and, um, just, uh, flooding my body with those carbs to replenish those muscles, muscle stores. And, uh, Hurley lay down, buddy. Good boy. Uh, sorry. Her, the, the H man was, uh, was, was making a bunch of noise and I've told him over and over again, not to do that. Right. Hurley. Are you a good boy? Yeah, he's the he's infiltrated the the podcast studio, um, aka my kitchen. But uh, but yeah, so cheat day was yesterday, and I I really was like, I, w- I want to enjoy this. So I went to Hertz Donuts Company out in West Des Moines, and I bought four donuts. I bought a like the Homer Simpson donuts the. The regular ones with the frosting and the sprinkles. I bought two of those, one chocolate, one pink. I bought a cherry glazed donut and a regular glazed donut. Glazed donuts are underrated. I love glazed donuts. You know, just regular glazed donuts are, you give me a dozen of those, I could put down a baker's dozen right now. I'm not even kidding you. 13 donuts, easy. Easy. But, um, but yeah, so I went and got four donuts, ate them all. And uh, while I was there, they, they have like the social distancing uh, thing in line. So where the line is at, you know, you have spaces in between and, and it's marked. Uh, while I was in line, I th- there was like a, a dad and his kid behind me. And the kid was probably, I don't know, 13, 12, 13, something like that. Like he was, he was probably like a middle schooler. And... Um, he just fucking, he kept coming up, like invading my space. I don't know about anybody else, but my personal bubble has gotten way more sensitive during COVID. Like, I'm like, I don't want anybody near me. Um, and, and not, not because I'm like scared of getting sick or anything like that, because I've already had COVID. It's not that bad. Uh, I got over it. So I'm not really scared of getting sick or anything like that, but it just is like, once you get used to everything being kind of distanced and once you get used to having your own space and, um, I see it a lot in yoga, like in yoga, everything is kind of spaced out right now. And I don't know what it's going to be like when we all go back to, you know, mat to mat, you're right on top of people. I don't know if I'm going to like that or not, but, uh, we will see, I guess. So, um, so yeah, yesterday was cheat day. Um, had some donuts, had some, uh, some Mickey D's and here, here's the thing about cheat day. Everybody will tell you that, that, oh, it's not good to have a cheat meal. It's not good to have a cheat meal. It's not healthy. You're establishing a bad relationship with food. And it's like, okay, maybe, maybe. But also, it, if, it, if, if having a cheat meal on Saturdays or, or, 
or pick a day, whatever day you want to do it. If, if having a cheat meal on Saturdays is going to help you stay consistent throughout the week and really focus on what you're eating throughout the week and, and stay dialed in during that time. And then, and also you're doing it for a purpose, right? I'm doing it because, because I'm replenishing the glycogen stores in my muscles. I am, um, kind of, you know, filling back up. Um, and then, and then I'll, you know, deplete again this week and and that's where the the weight loss comes and um you know for me i've just found that a cheat meal works really well and it and it helps me stay on track with the diet it helps me um kind of just be a little bit more consistent during the week so um that is that's a very good thing i get where people say i can you can develop a bad relationship with food because there is the thing of like well once the wheels are off you can kind of do whatever. Like yesterday, I went and had four donuts, and then I went through McDonald's, and those were really the only two cheats. Uh, I mean, I guess it do. Ah, uh, oh, son of a bitch! I just bit my tongue. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I went through McDonald's and then went out and had some drinks with some friends. So like yesterday was a cheat day. Today I'm partnering that. You know. So yesterday was cheat day, had a lot of food, excess of calories probably. So today is a water fast, water and black coffee. Um, I'm, I've got a gallon jug in front of me and I've got black coffee. So that's pretty much all I'm drinking and eating today. I'll, I'll start eating at like dinner time tonight. I'll probably keep calories a little bit lower today um, just because they were higher yesterday. They were way higher yesterday. So now I can kind of get away with not eating as much today and, uh, and just kind of balance everything back out. But mentally it's very good to have that cheat day. Um, and then, and then mentally it's very good to have the cheat day and then also have the discipline the next day to go, okay, today's my fast day. Today's my day where I don't eat for the whole day. Right. Because I think that so many times it's like, Oh, today's my cheat day. And, um, you know, Sunday rolls around. Uh, it's not a big deal. You know, I'll, I'll cheat today too. And then I'll get back on Monday. And then Monday rolls around and, it's like, and somebody brings lunch in. And then you're like, oh, you know, well, I guess I'll have this. And then, you know, just as like little by little, you kind of get away from it. But what I found is that if I have my cheat day and then I have my fast day back to back, that does wonders for, um, just for my mental of like, okay, because then tomorrow, like tomorrow's like, oh, just back to normal, right? Back to normal eating. So, um, you know, it, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy having the cheat. I enjoy uh, kind of indulging in some of those more rich foods like four donuts. Um, and, and mind you, these are not for like Krispy Kreme little donuts. These are like homemade dough fried in, fried in the fat of the, I don't know, fried in lard donuts. Like they're really, really good. And so, um, yeah, but I, my point is, is I was in line at the donut shop and this kid was just like not staying distance from me. And then like just getting on my grill and I was feeling uncomfortable. Like I'm like, I'm like, can you back the fuck up right now like can you get off of my ass right now because i am uh <laughs> I'm, I'm about to explode uh, no but like it's just as weird like i never thought that that would bother me like somebody being in line right behind me but now with covid because i'm so used to being distanced from everybody all the time 
it, it is weird. It's just strange. So, um, so yeah, but, uh, on a training side, it's been, you know, the last couple of weeks have been really, really cool. Like, uh, I just posted a video of, of doing, uh, of doing some boxing, some kickboxing works and just working on some kicks. And, uh, like that type of shit is fun to me. Like it's fun to just kind of go in there and, uh, not, and just kind of work on stuff. Like you go in there and you hit the heavy bag. Um, you can, uh, kind of do what you want, I guess. And, uh, it, it that kind of thing is a lot of fun to me. So, um, you know, and in the post that I made about it, I, I just said training does not have to be monotonous. It doesn't have to be monotonous. It does, you know, you can find something that you like a skill you want to pursue that also keeps you active. Um, and, and, and pursue it because I think that like, if you find something you like to do, and even if it's just, you know, in, in my mind, when I go hit the heavy bag, it's just fun, right? It's just a lot of fun. And, uh, and so, you know, going to hit it and, and really getting after it is a lot, is just fun to me. And so like, I, I know a lot of people look at that and go, Oh, you know, things you find. It's like, no, no. I, I have no misconceptions about my ability to to fight. I know that if shit hit the fan, I could defend myself. Um, and, but my goal with, with that kind of stuff and with boxing training and stuff like that is to never use that stuff. Because, like, I, if you've never been confronted with violence, if you've never, you know, if you've never been confronted with that and you've never been in that fire, you don't know what it's like. And you don't know how easy it is to really do damage to somebody and or or to have damage done to you. So it's like you gotta be real, real careful with that stuff, man. Like it it is no joke. So um but I also just wanted to touch on another Instagram post that I had re- that I had recently, which was um I talked about this idea of trusting yourself. And yeah, I, I actually got this from um I started thinking about it because I watched Dustin Poirier on Theo Vaughn's podcast right before the the fight, and he was talking about he's like I know he's like I know I can uh, trust myself when it gets ugly in there, and and for for some reason when when he said that I always heard oh you got to trust yourself you got to trust yourself, um, you know when when I thought about it in that context with him when he says oh I can I know I can trust myself when it gets ugly in there what he's saying is I know that when shit gets when, when shit starts going wild, I know I'll make the right decision. And I thought, and, and to me that clicked more than anything because I'm like, Oh, like in life, when things start going, you know, a lot of people don't think that in the moment of doing something important that they will make the right decision and they don't trust themselves to do that. Or they don't trust themselves to, um, to, or to find the right way or to figure it out or whatever. Like I think it's so beneficial to, um, to really trust yourself in that way of like, of like, I know that I know I can go do this and I know I can at least go try and in trying. And if in, and I know that I'll give it my best effort, uh, when I'm in the moment and when I'm in that moment of, of, you know, of struggle and, and this sucks and you know, all that stuff. Um, I know that, I know that, uh, I can trust myself to work hard and to give it my best effort. And I guess that's, you know, that's the essence of, of trusting yourself, I think. So, um, 
you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to make it too heavy, but that is kind of, that's just one thing that's been on my mind is like, is like, because one other thing is, um, I actually just bought a house. So I just bought a house and I, we close in like a month. So going through that process was, it was kind of at the same time where I was thinking about this idea of trusting myself. And you know, that's a, that's a situation where you really do have to trust yourself because you have to trust yourself to, uh, see a good opportunity, know what you're willing to pay for it and, and what the, what your out price is. You have to be willing or you have to trust yourself to do those, those kind of second by second calculations and those kind of second by second analysis of what you're seeing uh, because real estate especially right now in this market is a is a game of reactions and it's a, it's a quick game so you got to be you got to think on your toes and you got to um, you got to tr- really trust your instincts and I Oh, I've uh, that process the process of finding and putting an offer on and, and doing all that stuff for a house ha- was was a process of, of you know really trusting myself and being like okay you'll find the right thing and you'll know when it's right and you know I, I, I think I did and I think I, I made the right decision and, and bought a good house and, and you know and just made made a good investment so uh, that is that's one other thing. And then, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been a crazy month. It's been a crazy couple months just cause you know, we had Christmas and new years and, and, uh, all that shit. And just, you know, it's, it's just been a, a crazy time and, and, you know, I've, I've enjoyed it. So, but we all handle crazy times differently. And, um, you know, recently I was on Facebook and Facebook is, um, society's cesspool. It is where, um, Facebook is where people go when they think they have a point to make. <laughs> Not when they actually have a point to make, when they think they have a point to make. Cause if you actually have a point to make, you'll go make the point and you go make it in life, right? You'll live it. You'll, you'll go make that point in what you do and, and how you treat people and all of that. But when you just think you have a point to make and you think, oh, this sounds good, right? This is These are my thoughts. And you put it out on Facebook and you expect anybody to give a damn. Um, that's a tough place to be. There's, there's, this, uh, there's this guy that I, that, that I knew from. I, I don't even want to say where I knew him from because I, I don't want to give any hint as to who this person is. I want to protect their... An, anonymousness, anonymity, I guess that's a word. Um, but there's this dude I know who is just, he's a straight up loose cannon on Facebook and just, uh, my God, it is, it is brutal. Like, uh, and he's one of these, I follow, I'm friends with people on Facebook who are kind of from both sides. So there's people who are crackpots for, um, for, you know, hardcore right politics. And then there's people who are crackpots for hardcore left politics. And so seeing those two, I I get to see it from both sides, which is very interesting. So, uh, but this guy I'm talking about is a hardcore conservative and he, he is not shy about sharing that opinion with anybody, with anybody. And, um, and it just is, it's so funny because like when you, 
when when you that's just a different kind of person. I, I I guess I just don't understand it because like if you think that any point that you have, if you think you're gonna change people's minds on Facebook, or you're gonna change people's minds on Twitter, your shit is broken, dude. Like you got you've got some issues. You you got some underlying psychological issues. You probably need to be that probably need to be taken care of. Uh, um, so. <laughs> It just it's so funny to me when people they 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 approach these things with such this is I'm going to make a point. I'm going to use my platform to make a point. And it's like nobody gives a shit about your point. How about that? Nobody cares. Your point sucks. Your point sucks. <laughs> you have no point. You have nothing to offer. Nothing. <laughs> But I mean, I have nothing to offer too. But I'm, I mean, I'm at least making my point on my own platform, a podcast. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, Facebook is not the place to make points. People, come on, like, and I see people like in their fifties, in their fifties, trying to make a point on Facebook. I'm like, have have you, have you not seen this doesn't work? Have you not seen that this is a bad idea? This doesn't work. Making points on Facebook. I wonder how many. I wonder how many people changed their vote in the election based on what they saw on Facebook. Hmm. It's an interesting thought, right? I guess it would be less than you think. Less than you think. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I guess I'll be done shitting on the Facebook for night for right now. Um, but. My God. Uh, one other thing that I just wanted to kind of talk about is, um, you know, I, I kind of touched on this at the beginning of the show is, is I've been more active on Instagram and trying to grow my Instagram. And one of the things that I find very fascinating is how different people use Instagram and how different people express themselves on Instagram and kind of what that just just how different people do it is so fascinating to me because there's so many different kinds of influencers like um this one this one person I follow and I'm not going to I'm not going to um drop any names or anything like that but this one person I follow is a fishing influencer um so their beat is fishing and I guess I'll say it's a female her beat is fishing and basically, I I always joke that the gist of her account is, I like to fish, and look how big my tits are. Like that's it. That's that's the whole. That's her whole account. I like fishing, and these are my tits, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, and it is. It's just to me, it's fascinating that that. It's fascinating that she's a person, right? That that and 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 by the way, it works. She's got like a lot of followers, way more than I have. So, um it, good for her. But like it just is so funny to me because also the the best part of her account is the comments because the comments are just degenerates 
in her comments going, your husband's a lucky man. And like all this dumb shit, like, like your husband's a lucky man. Like, are you married? And like all this like weird, creepy shit that they post in the comments. Like, like, Oh, you're so beautiful. And it's like, it's like some grainy galaxy S one photo that is the, the avatar for this person leaving a comment. You're so beautiful. It's like, um, listen, I know Facebook isn't, isn't, um, the place to make points. Well, the comments of a married woman's Instagram account is not the place to uh, play out your sexual problems, right? So um, <laughs> it just is, it's so off the chain to me, but it, it is what it is. And uh, it's just, it's fascinating because then like her comments are wild, um, but then it's like, it's like, look at this fish that I caught. Maybe, maybe you caught it. I don't know. But, uh, it, it, it's such just an interesting dynamic of like, of like bikini pictures and, um, fishing pictures. And then, and then every once in a while you get like, here's me and my son. It's like, Oh good. And, um, yeah, it just is, it's such a weird type of person to me. But, um, the, the funniest part about this is, you know, and and you you can see when you look at when you look at um, at that type of account, right? You can see what they're doing, right? And it's a very primal appeal to um, you know sex cells, right? So you know that's what that's what they're doing is they're um, putting themselves out there and and you know doing that thing. So, um, but it's a very interesting thing because you know the. Um, I've seen this person do like Q and A's on Instagram. And again, those get fucking weird too. Um, uh, <laughs> creepy, but, uh, like, like I would not be able to handle that. I, I think if I were a woman, which, um, I might identify as a woman one day and, um, or m- maybe later today, I don't know. But, uh, um, if I were a woman, I think I would not be able to handle that level of creepiness, and I don't think I would be able to, uh, really just like, I don't know. I it just, it's so weird to me that, that you hop in the comments of someone you've never met. And then, and then it's like, it's a mixture of like things like what's your favorite fish to catch? It's like, Oh, I like walleye. And then like, are you ever going to do an only fans? And, um, and then it's like, no, I'm never going to do an only fans. So yesterday I hop on Instagram I start looking through stories and this person has a story and the story is, you know, it's talking head. So it's her, um, of course, of course, wearing a very low cut shirt. You can see the goods and, uh, and basically the gist of it was this. I talked it over with my husband. Uh, here, I'll do my best impression of it. Hey guys, I talked it. So I was talking last night with my husband and my friends. And, you know, um, I just think like, you know, we were talking about the idea of maybe doing an OnlyFans. And, you know, I had always said I wasn't going to do it. But, you know, I I thought about it and I think I've come to a conclusion that I just don't want to give a shit what anybody else thinks of me. And, you know, I just think that like, it's so, you know, I know what I'm about and I know like what I do and I know that like, I'm, there's no nudity going to be involved. It's just, just going to be 
more bikini pictures and like more fishing pictures and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, Oh my God. And so, um, but basically the gist of it was, I have always said, I'm not going to do an OnlyFans. I'm going to do an OnlyFans. And the caveat was I'm going to do an OnlyFans, but, um, but there's not going to be any nudity. There's no nudity. I remember I watched that story through the end and I thought you'll be fully nude in six months. You'll be fully nude six months. I give it. Um, by the way, that's just a joke and I'm not going to subscribe to her only fans to find out, but that is just, it's so funny to me because it's just like, that's such like a weird thing. I, I don't know. It's just like such a weird thing to kind of hang your hat on that. Like, uh, you know, I know what I'm about and I'm not going to let anyone judge me for making an OnlyFans because I am not a whore. It's like, okay, okay, you know. So, um, yeah, the fishing influencers, <laughs> keep doing your thing because it uh, it's, it's fun to watch. But it's also just fun to see, like, it's fun to see people who, who you know they don't know shit about what they're talking about and they're, they're still just out there posting about it and you just, like, like they're saying nothing. And it just is like, what are you doing? Like, you're not doing anything, but uh, whatever. So I think that's where I'm going to leave it for today. Uh, This was a good episode, gone about an hour. So um, that's where I'm going to leave it. If you're listening to this after Wednesday, February 24th, 2021, you can find me on Instagram at Apollworld. If you're listening to this before Wednesday, February 24th, 2021. You can find me on Instagram at Apollo World Fitness. Um, I'm going to be do, redoing the website here pretty quick, uh, the thepaulshow.net. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it just is, I don't like what it is now. And, and uh, by the way, I want to leave with this because this is something that I, I thought about and I forgot to touch on at the beginning. Um, I think the root of what I was what I was experiencing with with just this resistance to doing the podcast and and also just feeling the pressure is I was doing stuff that I wasn't really proud of. Like I was doing stuff that I wasn't uh, like a twenty minute podcast about you know where to start in the gym or something like that. Like something weird like that where it's like I didn't feel like I was bringing enough value. And I think for me. The way I'm going to bring value is just like doing this kind of stuff where it's like conversational, keep it pretty lighthearted um, and just keep it, you know, keep it light and keep it, like I said, conversational and open. And I think that's where the best stuff is going to come from. So, you know, I'm really focused in right now on on making things that I'm proud of, making things that speak to me, uh, making things that are about the things that I like and that are true to me. And um, I think if I continue to do that, I will just continue to bring more value to, to you guys, to whoever's listening to this. And, um, yeah. And, and, and also I think, I think now I'm, I'm ready to kind of put the work in. I think I had the idea. Now I'm ready to put the work in and really be consistent and really grow it, um, to where I want to get it. So, um, that's where I'll leave it. And, um, yeah, I will talk to everybody in the next episode. Thanks for hanging with me on this. Uh, this is a Sunday kind of afternoon-ish. So uh, thanks for hanging with me. Later, buddy. <laughs>